Why'd you spit out your cough drop? Well, I don't want it in my mouth while we're recording. Mine's in my mouth. Fine. <laughs> now we both have cough drops. Now we both mouth. have cough drops. It sounds like we have stuff in our mouths while we're recording. Always. No. I mean, never. It really has been <laughs> like 50% pretty much 50% of, of our recordings are us being sick. Yeah, we're always, we always have cough drops <laughs> or nasal spray. <laughs> That's my new secret weapon, because it just opens everything up yeah. for, like, two hours, and, and then it goes away. <laughs> I can get through a recording without having, like, I can't breathe. We're sick all the time, so much so that we have a gesture for when we need a break from talking. <laughs> Stop, so, so. <laughs> so I'm about to ruin this recording. <laughs> exactly. Now when we know, we'll stop talking, I can edit out the coughing, and it'll be beautiful. All right. Are you ready? Oh, this is episode... 42, so you start. All right. Hello, and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Selad. And this is Kalina. And uh, yes, hello. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> we are Why a podcast. It so hard to start? It's that transition after we introduce ourselves and then we have to I talk about don't what have we anything do. else after that. <laughs> we don't. We just stare at each other. That's all we do. Like maybe you'll say something. Not, well, we do have to tell them what we do. <laughs> that, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> We are a podcast mm-hmm. who reads paranormal romance novels and discuss them. So thank you for joining us today. Yes. <coughs> All right. So we have a quickie to start. Quickie. Are you sure we haven't done any of these? Okay. Read it and I'll tell you if I we have. Like. <laughs> well, I think because you read a bunch to me. I did. So now I don't know. I did. Um, ooh. Would you rather have a constant nagging pain or a constant itch? Oh, God. That'd be like an everlasting mosquito bite. I have 18 mosquito bites at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel very strongly that I don't like them. Oh. I keep scratching them. They itch a lot. All right, look. Ready? Yeah. I think I might have a, an itch just because yeah. pain is painful. <laughs> yeah. So. I, think I, I, w- I mean, I hate them and I hate how itchy I am at this moment, but... I don't think I'd want a constant pain. I think no. that just sounds debilitating. No. Even if it's small, it just is something that's going to destroy your life. So For sure. So that was an intense. You you put in some really. Some of those are real intense. <laughs> intense Most of them quickies. are real silly. silly. <laughs> <laughs> I should have picked a silly one. Oh, well. That's, that's the right. one I picked. So That works. And the answer is constant itch over constant pain. <laughs> there you go. All right. So what did we read? So we read two books, we read two novellas, and they are from the Vampire Bride series, or collection, what are they? Yeah, I think it's called a collection. So it's Midnight Coven is a collection of authors who've gotten together to write novellas on a theme Mm -hmm. that come out over the course of a year. Yes. There's 11 books, 11 authors, and last year their theme was Vampire Brides. So these are two of those books. Yes. So we read Forever Blood by Lisa Manifold and Forever Still by Corinna Flynn, of whom we met at yes. Denver Pop Culture Con 2019 just a couple of months ago or weeks ago. Well, or when you hear this, it's many, many months ago. So it won't matter. Time <laughs> is irrelevant matter. in podcast world. <laughs> But <laughs> but we got to meet them, we got their books, we read them, and now we are going to talk about them, and we are yeah. super excited to, to start that. So, I mean, these books were so quick, but you can do a quick clits notes, right? Yep, clits notes, quick. Um, so we'll start with Forever Blood by Lisa Manifold. So we learn that 
Isabel has had a tragic experience in her life. She is skiing in Colorado with her fiance and two best friends, and there's an avalanche, and she's the only one that survives. So she spends the next year just in a funk, completely cutting herself off from life because she lost, you know, the closest people in her life. Her grandmother sends her to Scotland because she's tired of her, you know, moping about in her room and not showering. (laughs) So she's like, no, go. You go to Scotland. I'm paying for the whole trip. And the whole purpose is to find this long-lost ancestor of theirs that was supposedly a witch and was supposed to be burned during the witch trials and escaped. She just disappeared with the morning of her burning and no one knows what happened to her. So her grandma's like, why don't you go find out our family history? So she goes to the small island in Scotland and boom, meets handsome vampire man, Colm. Now, in these series, or in this this collection of books, at least in the two we read, I mean, we're kind of assuming it goes through all of them, that when the vampires meet their mates, their fated mates, their hearts start beating again. Mm-hmm. So Colum's just like running around, doing his thing, <laughs> and all of a sudden his heart goes boom, boom, boom. <laughs> And he's like, what the hell? Now he knows from past experience that that means he has a mate because he had one hundred, couple hundred years ago who didn't survive. It's very tragic. He has a lot of baggage regarding that. And so he's kind of skeptical. He doesn't really want to meet up with uh, Isabeau and figure out what this is. So he like goes to dinner with her, kind of winds and dines her a little bit and then like runs off scared. And then, <laughs> and then there's some bad guys that try to like hurt her and he takes her back to his house and they fall in love. And she's like, no, I don't want to be your fated mate forever and ever because I just had this tragic loss in my life and that would be like giving up my life again and I'm not ready for that I'm just starting to live again so she rejects him and she's gonna leave and then he almost gets killed and she saves his life and then she turns into a vampire and now she is his (laughs) wife (laughs) so that is the first one that's forever blood and then Forever Still by Corrine O'Flynn is about Miles and Delilah. Delilah is escaping an abusive relationship. She just decides one, one day she can't take it anymore. If she stays, he's going to kill her. So she gets in her car, packs all of her shit. Well, she, she drugs him a little bit first, which she I does, think is the best. she's a nurse. And mm-hmm. she just puts a little Ambien into his beer <laughs> and is like, fuck you, bitch, go to sleep. <laughs> and so while Earl's asleep, she you know packs the car up and heads off. She's got her mom's ashes because her mom recently passed and she wants to spread her in Lake Tahoe, which was one of her favorite places. And so she heads to these cabins there where she encounters Miles, who owns the cabins and happens to also be, I don't know, a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) So they have an intense, like, first meeting where they're just like, there's definite chemistry happening. And she's like, oh, is this just me doing my same old shit where I pick bad guys who are, you know, Mm -hmm. assholes or whatever. And so they have a night together. And then, you know, he leaves because he's also got trauma in his past regarding a past (laughs) fated mate situation where she tried to kill him. So he's not really on the ball for that. But, um, of course, at the end, you know, Earl shows up, tries to beat the crap out of her. Miles comes and saves her. Well, she's saving herself a little bit at the time, but he still steps in and finishes the job and takes out Earl for her because otherwise that dude's never going to let her go. And then uh, she you know, comes to her senses, realizes that that's a meant-to-be relationship, and uh, now she's a vampire and is married to him. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, vampire brides. Is it Corinne or is it Corrine? Well, that would be something we should know. Mystery. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? You said Corinne, but I, or Corrine. I've been saying Corinne. Well, Sorry, Corinne. Corinne. We don't know. <laughs> we should have, like, known that. We met we, her. We met her. Yeah. Well, now it, I feel bad. That's all right. This is the downside to having real books and not audiobooks. Yeah. Because at least the audiobooks tell us how to say yeah. people's names. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing about these books is that it really, it's in a collective. So there are nine other books. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And novellas, I, I think novellas are a little bit hard to write, especially if you have a lot of ideas. And if you've got some real like intense scenes or a lot of storytelling that you want to do or world building, then writing a novella is really difficult. But these ones were written so well in that we got to the point in the love story, in the sex, and in really getting to know the other books. Well, not getting to know the other books because you don't know the other books, but knowing <laughs> knowing what the other books are going to start entailing. So you just get like the quickies that you want in these books. And so like they were satisfying and they were good. Yeah, I think it's a real art and not everyone can do it. Yeah. But when you can, and I think I love both these books for different reasons, but I think that Forever Still by Corinne, <laughs> or Corinne, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, now I'm upset, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry is that. a absolute like exemplar of a short story because it is a very like truly the plot is very simple Uh it is you know girl escapes abusive boyfriend new guy you know meets new guy who's destined uh, attraction and then he beats up or kills old old, (laughs) old guy and now they're together forever so I mean it's not you know nothing too complicated but it is done so well that every like those very short pages you know evoke all that emotion Uh that you feel like with the whole character like all of the arcs that um, Delilah goes through because she is going through quite a lot yeah and there's you know self-doubt and loss with her you know spreading the ashes of her mom and and then like what she holds in the store for her future because she's just you know up and leaving her whole life she's like I gotta just go I cannot stay here anymore and then this curveball gets thrown at her where it's like well is this the new path I mm-hmm. should take or should I leave that like or do I not trust this is this too soon is this right. too like it would it be too easy to just grab this and stay and this be another bad situation so like all of that and it's in short short yeah. book <laughs> and it really it's so is. well done. I think it's really, uh, I was, I just loved Forever Still. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about putting the stories that they, these two stories that they put together is, I mean, Forever Blood was a little bit longer, but she built the world a little bit more. So yeah. you got to understand Colum's backstory a little bit more. His story of his heartbreak and yeah. how he had gone through all of that. Like, so. Miles is very... He's alone. He's mm-hmm. a he's a he's a loner, and so there's not much. Like there's a couple of characters, but really besides Delilah and Miles, there's not much. And you know, the story hangs on them and their emotional journeys. Yeah. And then what Lisa does so well is she's like, "This is my world," and so we get introduced to like the life of that Scottish island and yeah. the people on it, and like the other coven that Colum has spent because Colum's driving force is he was made vampire against his, like, mm-hmm. without choice on a battlefield, and he just woke up to it, and his sire had left him. Yeah. And that's not the way it's done in this world. People are supposed to be, their sires, are, you know, one, they're supposed to be they're, consent, uh-huh. and two, the sires are supposed to stay Raise with the new vampires and, and teach them the life. And, mm-hmm. and mostly, if you get left like that, you usually don't survive, because there's the blood fury takes over, and you kill, and you mm-hmm. get found out and get destroyed by the, you know, humans who are scared of you, or you stay out in the sun and die or whatever Mm -hmm. so he doesn't have any blood ties and that's really hard for him he tries to live with other covens and he doesn't get along with any of them and so he decides to make his own with other vampires who don't have sires either who don't know who their sires are and don't have ties and so he kind of creates this family it's like it's a story of making your own family they're like orphaned (laughs) vampires that come together and create their own family exactly that's cute so, and, but you get this whole backstory with mm-hmm. him and all of the stuff that he's doing 
doing and why he's doing it and also why he's really reluctant to go, you know, to get into this thing with Delilah again. Mm-hmm. So, but, and Lisa does it really well with like, in again, a short period of time, she manages to build such a big world for yeah. you. It's really cool how some of the stuff that we've talked about in the last, in our other episodes where we're like complaining about certain things about how it's written too much story building, too many characters or whatever, or parts of the book where they didn't even need to add them into the storyline. That's why these ones are so good because it's like, bam, you meet the characters, you meet the location, you get a little bit of what they look like and where they're at, and then you get straight into their story and you start mm-hmm. to learn about their past a little bit and then you learn about them together and then it's just like, it just blossoms from there and it's it's just so well written. I think to be able to do that in such a little, I read these books, me, Selah, read these books in hours. It, mm-hmm. I mean, Kalina read them in one and two hours, <laughs> but <laughs> it took me a little bit longer, but still I read them both in one day and it's like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. And I still got satisfaction out of these books. So mm-hmm. No, it is. It's an I art. It. And I think I that it. it could really benefit writers to practice writing short stories. I think I'm seeing a lot more of these. Yeah. If we, like, the Midnight Coven's coming out with the new, with the other one, their, their other set next year or whatever for Vampire Maids. And I think I've seen a couple of other collections from different authors that are working on something well, together, too. Well, we've done some. Like, the Cougar Mate series is all very short. But that's from one author. It is from one author, but it's those are all novellas. Yeah, you yeah. know what she writes are, are novellas. Yeah, so. and we did Inked, which were a bunch of novellas. That yeah. was like our third or fourth one. <laughs> yeah. It was our third. Ago. That was yeah. many many books that ago. Was, yeah. So yeah, there it is an art, and not not everyone can do it. But I think at least so far, because again, we've only read these two. I already want to read all the yeah, other. Yeah, well, you got the other books, so yeah. So I, I was like, I want to read these. This is an interesting idea. There is something to getting that because they come out monthly, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so every month you get a new short, you know, story within a world, like not a world, but within a concept and idea, and it's from a different author, and you get to like kind of live in that really quickly, as opposed to sometimes. Yeah, you know, we've had some books where it's just like, that's a lot. It's a lot to get through. And you have to wait a long time for the next book to come around. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you're really, if the, if a book is spends so much time with world building and it's interesting and that's great, but then you have to wait a year for <laughs> yeah. to get back into the world. One, it's hard because you yeah. don't remember <laughs> unless you reread right before you, the second one comes out or the mm-hmm. third one or whatever. But two, it also, I don't know, it can... It can make like, you lose interest. It can make you lose interest. Or it's just a different, it's a different experience. Yeah. You're getting something different out of the book. This one is just like, bam, here's our romance. Because mm-hmm. that's what these books are. Like romance is the relationships that are built between the characters. Yeah. And you don't have time in these books to have side stories about things. You have to, in, in a novella, you yeah. have to just do the relationship building. Yeah. And I love it because that's actually the type of stuff that I write. I mean, mainly I just write scenes, mainly love scenes and stuff. (laughs) But of course, I want to put a backstory behind my characters and how they're written together and how they, you know, are going to be compatible and whatever. So I'm going to take these as an example so that I can go back home and start writing and be like, okay, bam, 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 it's done. Mm -hmm. Because it was so, they were so short, but they were so satisfactory. Like you just, you were done and you weren't like, what the fuck did I just read? (laughs) You knew exactly what you just read. Yeah. Yep. They had, you know, complete stories, beginning, middle, Mm -hmm. ends. And Mm -hmm. yeah, again, we really loved them. (laughs) They're awesome. So something that we can talk about that shows up in both books is about continuing on and moving on to the next part of your life as far as relationships go. So all four of them had some type of tragedy or history or something that has that's kind of like making them reluctant to move on and find their next path or their next partner or whatever. Mm -hmm. So 
Colum had turned his first love into a vampire who didn't actually turn into a vampire she actually died so he was heartbroken from that Isabeau's fiance died in the avalanche Miles was betrayed by a woman who thought loved him and she actually tried to his first mate his first mate yeah because his heart beat with her mm-hmm. she was a faded mate yeah and she tried to but kill him but she was a vampire hunter <laughs> so <laughs> she, she wanted to go back to his nest his, and kill all of yeah, them and she wanted to kill his flock and he didn't have a nest so right. she just tried to kill him yeah like a crossbow So then he killed her. Yes. And then Delilah came from an abusive relationship. So something that would be interesting to talk about is the time span of what people think or what we think. Obviously, what we think, since you and I are talking. Um, (laughs) Like just our opinions. (laughs) (laughs) When is it appropriate or when when does it feel like it's a good time to move on? Obviously, everybody is different. Well, in every relationship. And every relationship is different. I mean, like if you compare Delilah and Isabeau, just just the two women together, Delilah just came back from a, or like she like eight hours ago. eight hours ago <laughs> escaped an abusive boyfriend. Yeah, we're in very short time. Span. Yeah, of course she's got like she's like oh my god this guy's real hot I should probably this would be a good way for me to just get over Earl and and move on with that but she still has reservations about it and Isabel's like I don't want to deal with anybody I don't no. want to talk to anybody I don't want to make new friends get out there and do things I don't want to shower <laughs> you know so she doesn't want to do anything. so they're all dealing with it in their own way but this comes back to like what's healthy mentally and what's good for you if you've got good friends to hang back on Isabel's got her grandmother is just like get the fuck up and <laughs> I buy you a ticket to Scotland fucking go mm-hmm. you get hello grandma let's give me a ticket I would go let's absolutely right you know yeah I, you know it is it's hard to say and both of all the characters kind of approach things different I think it's interesting that I forget I think it's in Forever Still in the first book where it's like the curse of immortality is memory uh-huh. because that's yeah. Miles's big problem is he doesn't trust anymore. Right. He was so excited when his first um, when he fir- felt his first heartbeat with um, I forgot her name whatever his first <laughs> <laughs> mate was <laughs> and you know they courted and he you know figured out how to tell her what he was and he was just like because in this world these vampires like that's kind of almost the goal is to find your mate so you're not alone forever Mm because that's somebody who you're now physically tied to like through heart strings or whatever (laughs) (laughs) heartbeats heartbeats forever and ever because yeah like normally the vampires don't have heartbeats right no (laughs) then all of a sudden they have heartbeats again and they you know usually the hearts match the other person so they beat in time and stuff like that for her it's interesting because it didn't feel like the other women the women in the modern stories seem to feel the same attraction and same like draw but how did she feel that draw but then also decide she's gonna kill him I don't know right. but anyway so she kills him and well she doesn't kill him she tries to kill him and he has to kill her so now he is just not trusting anyone right. so he goes on the next couple hundred it's like 200 years he goes on forever alone not forever well but <laughs> like you it's do. been like 200 <laughs> years and he's, he lives alone he doesn't live with other vampires he doesn't have a nest uh-huh. he's trying to stay away kind of stays out of society i mean he owns this hotel cabin hotel resort on the edge of lake tahoe in the middle of like really nowhere uh-huh. by himself i mean he has you know a housekeeper lady that he helps you know that helps him run, run the hotel and stuff but it's 200 years and he's still not over this yeah i mean even to the point where he feels his heartbeat again with delight 
Delilah, they have this, you know, wonderful flirty night where they're like uh, having a drink in the hotel bar and flirting back and forth. And he's like, this is it. I'm going to give this a shot. Mm-hmm. They go back to her room and they make love. And then while he's Which, up. by the way, I'm disappointed I didn't get in a descriptive, it, descriptive pages. It was definitely a dot, dot, dot moment <laughs> where. Man. I mean, I like just to make up my own scenes. Skip but to the next morning. Yeah. So we didn't get that love scene. I wanted that love scene so bad. Yeah, it would have been great <laughs> because that whole book was great. That was, it was good. So it was I think, good. yeah, one one complaint, where's our sex? But <laughs> he is up the next, like right afterwards, and he's, he, you know, she's asleep in bed and he's up and he's pacing and he realizes in the middle of it, he's not turning his back to her. Like even after mm-hmm. everything, he's still convinced that she could potentially be a mate but also a hunter yeah. who's come to get him. Mm-hmm. And so he's just pacing and like, he, he's like, I can't even turn my back to this woman mm-hmm. who I just had sex with. That's a problem. I'm all up in my head. And so that's when he bolts and is like, never mind, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, asshole. He leaves a note on her pillow. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Jerk. Sorry, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it's like, that is intense, dis- like inability to trust. Sure. <laughs> that has carried with him for 200 years. Years. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have on the other side of that relationship, Delilah, who has been in an abusive relationship for we don't know how long. Yeah. And is willing to at least put herself out there this very first night on mm-hmm. the road in her new life because of what she feels with like this connection she feels with Miles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's able to just go, fuck it. Within let's hours. Give it a chance. Let's just do this. I mean, you know, it could easily be just a fling and now she moves on, but she's still like going to give it a shot yeah. when she knows she has a terrible track record with yeah. men. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Earl's her first bad choice. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, her mom made bad choices. So. Yes. It's yeah, definitely yeah. a pattern of behavior. Well, so as a person who believes in love and mm-hmm. someone who preaches about it all the time, it's easy enough for me to say, yeah, go, Delilah, just fucking forget about it and move on and go bone this n- nice new hot guy and, and whatever. <laughs> While I still believe a lot in what I preach, you still have to be cautious about protecting yourself and protecting your heart and your feelings and stuff. And, like, for example, my oldest sister's husband passed last year, and she's got a new boyfriend now. I am not not happy about it. I think if she is happy, I am happy for her. You're not not happy. Right. So Just wanted to emphasize that you said two knots. Yeah, I said two knots. (laughs) I double negative that bitch. Because at first it just sounded like you're like, I am not happy. No, I am not not happy. And I can't say that I'm happy either. That's why I I said it that way. Mm -hmm. And while I want her to be happy, and it seems like she is happy, I think that's great. Like I say all the time, love is great and you should always try to find it. To me, it was really soon for me, mm-hmm. not, but also fuck what I feel. If yeah. my sister is happy, then she's happy and it doesn't, it shouldn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm staying out of it. I don't tell her anything. I, you know, whatever. I, I have to still be cautious around her and around the kids and stuff like that and respect their feelings and respect her heart and her love life and how she wants to live out the rest of her life. She deserves to be happy, mm-hmm. you know? So moving forward from that in such a short time span is how she was able to come to terms with it and how she is able to move on with her life. And I actually, I praise her for that. I applaud her for that. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, I'm like, 
can we be cautious about it? You still have young kids in the house. I mean, they're preteens. But to me, they're they're babies because they're my nieces and my nephews. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're still babies to me. And so you, you want to try to protect them, and you can't protect them from where they are and when they're in the home. And I don't know who this guy is, and I don't know. Like, it, it may be too soon or it may be soon enough, but it's so hard to tell. But I think the most important thing to know is that if you have any reservation about it and your heart doesn't feel it at that moment, then you're not ready for it. My sister is ready for it. So that's mm-hmm. why she moved on with, mm-hmm. with it. So, and you know. You don't have to be. <laughs> exactly. Go, sister. Well, that's why That's why I'm sitting back yeah. like, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. if she needs me to be there for her, I will absolutely be mm-hmm. there for her. My side is always with her, whether or not I agree with anything she does. Mm-hmm. That's who my loyalty belongs to, mm-hmm. is her. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so hard to tell. So, I mean, but also just speaking from like a normal breakup or a relationship that was just so dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, like, like those are, I think they're hard too. I fortunately have never been in a situation like that, so I can't really talk on it. But, you know, I think you really just have to follow how your heart feels and how your body feels. How really, if you're sound of mind and if you feel like you can move forward, then great. And if it takes a hot guy who works at a fucking hotel in Lake Tahoe, which is a beautiful place, by the way. Fuck it. it. (laughs) Well, and I think that's kind of where she was coming from. Yeah was like in the beginning I mean there was no she didn't know that this was a forever situation (laughs) like that they're faded mates forever it just kind of felt like oh this is a good opportunity to start this new chapter Mm -hmm. in my life I Mm -hmm. can have you know something different and quick and new and move on and I think that's a good approach to it if you you know if you're comfortable with that if that's cool with you I also think that because these are you know, paranormal books, there's the magic involved in that, sure. you know, she's feeling it too. Like yeah. his heart starts beating, but she's also feeling... She feels the pull. The pull. And mm-hmm. as soon as he leaves, she feels bereft. Yeah. Like, like, why does my body feel weird that this guy <laughs> is gone after meeting him for only like a couple hours? Yeah. So there's magic involved that you don't normally, <laughs> I don't believe exists <laughs> when you meet people in life. So, I, you know, it's harder to say for it. Like, in reality. Sure. Like, would you feel strongly enough to take on that risk or not? She does, and I think that really shows you what kind of, like, strength Delilah has. Because she sat there, like, throughout her life and watched her mom make these bad choices over and over and over again. You know, guy after guy came through and was a terrible choice. Even up to the point where, at the end, her mom was with a guy who she loved, and he loved her, but they had a drinking problem together. And they both died in a a drunk driving accident. Mm -hmm. So even at the very end, her mom died in a destructive relationship with a man. And so... She's witnessed this pattern for her whole life and had started to repeat it. So to have the strength to acknowledge that and go, I have to stop. Yeah. Like, there's no way I can keep living like this because you're going to end up dead. Like, that's the statistics. Yeah. That's That's the, the trajectory for you if you yeah. don't get out so she and she has the strength to do that on her own she doesn't even you know she has friends and stuff Mm -hmm. she she is a nurse so she works at the hospital and has friends and she didn't even lean on any of them she just got herself out and that's a real strength and I think that comes through with her budding relationship with Miles Mm because at first she like takes what he says and is just like okay well I'm gonna leave anyway yeah (laughs) I don't care what you say about this whole like faded mate crap yeah (laughs) I'm gonna do what I want to do and uh that's leave that sounds bonkers yeah she gets like halfway down the road and goes, wait, never mind, I don't want to leave. Uh, 
heart is telling me I gotta go back. This feeling's too good. Mm. <laughs> I gotta stay. But yeah, so that's good. I mean, it, it's just interesting. It's just a whole range of different human relationship, yeah. emotional things. Exactly. And you never know when you're ready to move on until maybe the opportunity hasn't presented itself. It could happen within months. It could happen within years. If you truly don't feel like you're ready for it, then it... Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I have a just am not a good example, I don't think. Because I, like, <laughs> I get into, like, pretty serious long-term relationships, and then when they end, I just am like, all right, I don't need to be in a relationship for five more years. <laughs> <laughs> I do, like, the total cut-myself-off kind of more of a is a both thing, even though none of – I have not had any tragedy where people have died on me, so – it's not the same thing at all. It's just more of a, well, that's that, and I'm done with it for a long time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, another relationship <laughs> develops. So, Do you think that's because you're protecting yourself from that situation oh, 100 happening, percent. happening <laughs> like, again? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very easily that. Yeah. I just don't even go out. Like, I don't put myself out there at all. So they always have to end up being these weird scenarios where... They mm-hmm. come out of the woodwork or something because I don't – I make no effort right. in between relationships because I'm like, I don't need that. That's emotional heartbreak that's stupid. Well <laughs> – <laughs> And I don't have the strong feelings about love that you do, so I'm easily like, meh, who needs it? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Pass I'm on. Not, I'm not going to say that, that love doesn't fucking tear you apart because it does. <laughs> it's the strongest, most powerful feeling ever. Mm-hmm. And, and while it can completely destroy you once it's been dissipated from your life – taken away or torn apart or left you or whatever Mm -hmm. of course you're going to need some mending time from it but you should never feel like you don't deserve it Mm -hmm. and if you do shy away from it that's fine I mean that's 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 what's going to happen right you know Mm -hmm. like you're sort of making that happen yep (laughs) like that's in your cards (laughs) if you're like you you, obviously you got to go out and you don't have to go out and meet people but you do have to like you know live a normal life and then get back into the same situation that you've I mean, not relationship-wise, mm-hmm. but same lifestyle and everything. And mm-hmm. then you yeah. never know, really, yeah. what's going to hit you in the face. It could mm-hmm. be a love letter <laughs> from... That would be weird. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> be creepy. I actually I just, think I'd be creeped I out if I got a <laughs> piece of mail. in the face of the love letter. Or if it just opened my ma- <laughs> mailbox to find a love letter, I'd be like, what? It is 2019. How did this happen? Oh, my God. I would be all over Because then they would know your address, and that sounds the stalkery. That? Okay. Speaking speaking of stalkery, we need to do the one thing that I, like, so talking about this, like, would we behave in this situation? Yeah. If I was Delilah, I would be absolutely (laughs) convinced Maya was was about to kill me. I would not be taking it as easily as she is. She's all like, this guy's hot and he's buying me drinks and I'm this is great. I'd be like, murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're in the fucking like nowhere, Lake Tahoe, in a cabin that he knows about because he runs the hotel on the edge of the woods. That's where murders happen. You are gonna get killed. (laughs) He's gonna murder you and dump your body in the woods or the lake. So I would definitely have a different reaction because I'd be like, you're a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from me, creepy dude. And she doesn't even know that he watched her from behind a tree for hours. I know. He sent that weird basket. (laughs) I think it's weird, but. Right, that was an interesting choice. I didn't understand it at first, but then I was like, oh, okay. So they think there was a complaint, so he got a, she got a basket. Yeah. He thought he'd get to see her. Yeah. And that's what he wanted. And he couldn't because well, the basket. She hid behind the basket. Well, the basket was gigantic. Was 
<laughs> well, he said, dish? send the biggest basket. <laughs> okay. And then was like, well, that backfired. <laughs> send the biggest basket. <laughs> I think because his fear was that it was whatever her face, for his first mate's like reincarnation. Yeah. He wanted to see if she looked like her and was going to be scared. But she looks completely different, so it was okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's a fun story. Like, you should read it. <laughs> it is fun. I loved it. I also just cautionary, that guy could have been a murderer. <laughs> Turns out he doesn't. I, st- I mean, I love this book. I love this story. And I want to move to Lake Tahoe <laughs> and own a, a cabin hotel with my vampire husband. Okay, but how pissed <laughs> were you, though, when Isabel met Colm for dinner and he'd already fucking eaten? Oh, I would not have eaten. <laughs> Are you fucking she, kidding like, me? She, cleared her plate. And I was like... No, 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 no. What? Mystery man stops me in the middle of a fucking, like, ghost tour, cemetery Cemetery. tour, whatever. (laughs) I'm busy. I don't have time to talk. And stops me, introduces himself, and is like, let me take you to dinner. Uh And for some fucking reason, I agree, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd agree to that either. Again, I just explained to you, I don't like Novellas? Novellas. Well, no, no. My no, no, personal I know what life is like, no. My no, I would to the too. I'd be like, no. mm, I don't speak English. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'd say it just like that. I don't speak English. <laughs> well, you could easily say I don't speak Scottish because I don't know that they're understandable. <laughs> Sorry, everyone from Scotland. Your accent is hard sometimes. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, but it is difficult. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like going back on it the whole night. She's like, maybe I shouldn't have said yes. Maybe I, I, you know, I don't want to go to dinner with this weirdo. (laughs) Do you want a cop drop? I I just threw one at you. I'm sorry. So she's like, so she's like, oh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna politely decline. I don't want to do that. And he's gonna, so he's he's agreed, like he's gonna just show up at her hotel for dinner. So she comes down at the appointed time. The hostess is like, well, he wanted a table. I want to make sure that you want to eat with him before. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not. She's totally cool. There's other ladies like I'm looking out for you. Are you sure you want to eat I with love this weirdo? That. Can we have more people like that? Yeah. That was Amen. really awesome. <laughs> like, sisters let's, looking out for let's, sisters. Let's look yeah. out for each other, ladies. Like, don't let just weird guys walk into the hotel and be like, I'm taking so and so to dinner. <laughs> She's a single young lady who just checked in the day just before a, from America. Yes. She doesn't know yes. people. Thank you. Yeah, anyway, Thank you. so it was well done. I appreciated yes, that. Me too. Lisa, nice. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, you know, it's cool. I'll go to dinner with him. They have a drink at the bar. They go to dinner. She orders food from the waiter, and he's like, never mind. I ate. I ate with my family. <laughs> I, I would have walked not. out. Walked out. <laughs> I'd be like, this is entrapment. <laughs> Fuck you. You were tricking me. How? I would assume so he mad. had some kind of weird fetish about watching women eat dinner by themselves. <laughs> I'd be like, why are you going to sit across the table from me drinking scotch and watching me eat a I steak? Wouldn't, I wouldn't either. Yeah. No fucking she way. She had a really, she ordered a messy dinner. She was just like, Fuck, prime I'm rib or eat. something, right? It was, yeah. I was so upset. I was so upset for her. My and I, was blood upset. was boiling. She wasn't mad about it. She was just like, oh, he'd already eaten. I'd be like, Fuck That is you. not an excuse. You asked me for dinner. <laughs> we are fucking eating. You're going to order something. Get a grapefruit. Or, Come on. Or, or I'm just leaving. I'm not. I definitely am not eating dinner in front of a person who's not eating on my fr- our first date. First I mean, they date. literally met just the day before. Like nonsense. Was, nonsense. Would you meet me for drinks later? Hey. Hey. Or coffee or something. Let's yeah. Do that. Then I yeah. wouldn't think it was weird that you weren't well, eating a giant steak. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I cannot handle this right now. This is not cool. No, I know. that one, It drove me <laughs> banana. 
just was cool with it. And the yeah, they had the whole dinner. Well, she had her whole dinner. Yeah, she had and then they dinner. went on a walk, and then they had a beautiful kiss. And then he literally ran from her. I was wondering about that. I was like, you just left that poor girl <laughs> on the was at the beach. Was it the beach? It was definitely outside of the hotel it in, was the dark. in the dark. <laughs> you walk her ass back foreigner. to the hotel. <laughs> Take her back and then run your ass away. Oh, he's straight up ghosted. At that point, I'd have been like, holy shit, I am going to. Like, that's <laughs> that, my murder scene okay. right there. So I'll take blood for the murder scene. You'll take still for the I Definitely, scene. you're going to yeah. kill No, as still. soon as he left her, I was like, okay, seven guys are going to come out and jump me and chop me in pieces. Like, I was terrified for her at that moment. I, I didn't know what was, was going to happen to her. And she's full from steak, so she can't run. <laughs> no one could run after they've eaten steak. It's impossible. <laughs> a whole prime rib. Like that. <laughs> Whatever it is. That's going to do you in. <laughs> I, yeah. No, the whole night, I don't know how she ever forgave him. Because I literally would not speak to that asshole no, I'd be ever like, again. Uh, you left me stranded <laughs> on an island. So, <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> so, so then he doesn't call for like two days. Mm-hmm. Doesn't text. Doesn't show up or anything. So she goes about her business tracking down her old re- her relative. Elizabeth or whatever and then she's sitting at dinner one night and a creeper shows up and scares the shit out of her this is the whole bad guy situation yeah and that's when Colm comes back into her life all of a sudden she gets upstairs to our room and he like bursts in <laughs> and is all like are you okay and I'd be like no get the fuck out I'm not okay now jackass you just burst into my room <laughs> After leaving me <laughs> and not eating dinner. There are so many problems with so this jerk. So many things. And then she goes to his house. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Let me pack my bags. And let's, I'll go meet your family that I know nothing about. <laughs> right. <laughs> and live in this weird castle <laughs> turret thing. No, I don't. <laughs> Her choices might be questionable. <laughs> For sure. But yeah. Hers were more questionable. No, Colum, well, that's the thing. I, we mentioned this. We haven't talked about it yet. But I, we talked about it earlier. So I think time-wise, Colum is a couple hundred years older than Niles mm-hmm. in terms of vampires. He's like 500-some years old. And I think Niles is a little less than that. I don't remember. But Are you calling him Niles? I just did. But okay. it is Miles. <laughs> I was like, did I miss no, oh. his name is Miles. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I decided it was Niles all of a second. Frasier, too. I am not totally. Hey, I think of Frasier. <laughs> you should think of Frasier's little brother. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, thank you. I'll pass. Um, so, but it felt like Colum was a much, like, he just came off younger the whole time. Like, I mean, his choices oh, were yeah. very, like, mid-20s. Sure. Immature yeah. man but choices. But Miles didn't have a sire that raised him. Colin didn't. Colin didn't. Take the, I take that back. That's <laughs> being cut. My, Miles did. <laughs> Miles had a sire for 50 years, but then didn't. That's he right. lost her. I forgot. I forgot about that. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Miles is older than Colin? No, I think Colin is older than Miles in terms of vampire years. Right. I'm confused. But he acts young. Colin so does. Yes. That's because he didn't have a sire. That's, no, I think nope. it's because he's just a child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with his okay. sire. I okay. think it's just who he is. I see. Because he keeps behaving like an impulsive child. Right. Okay. Okay. I get what you're saying now. I was like, I got so confused between yeah. 
Miles no. and Niles. Well, and that Paul. didn't confuse you. You knew who I was talking about. <laughs> Everyone knew who I was talking about. But yeah, so while we didn't get good sex and still, we were left a little bit like hanging. Uh, yeah, turned the page and there was like, next day. Next day. What? <laughs> we did get it in blood. Blood. Ta-da. <laughs> it was good. You don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I know it was good. I know it was good because I loved both of these books. Mm-hmm. But this, it, would it be a normal podcast if I remembered something or anything or nothing? That, none of that made any sense. I'm sorry. It wouldn't be a normal podcast if you didn't forget something. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you forgot the sex. And that's 90% of why we read the books. No, for sure. All right. So let's pretend like I didn't say that. Okay. Because I'm, I'm taking that shit No, it's fine. Out. No, you can't take it out. Let's talk about it. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> I have to talk about it because you don't remember it. <laughs> so, so, okay. So he moves Isabeau to his house because... Oh, I remember of it the now. the creepy vampire. <laughs> so there's this creepy now. other vampire that is stalking her yes. and asking for Cullum. Yes. And he doesn't, it scares him and scares her. And so she's like, fine, I'll come with you. I don't feel very safe right now. And so he go, she goes and, and he puts her up in you know her own room in the giant tower that he owns, the giant 17th century Scottish tower. And he sends all of his um, uh, nest mates out hunting to try and find this vampire that's obviously on their land without, they're supposed to like, come tell the coven that lives there, like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. And not be jerks about it, like, running around secretly. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to find him. He stays at the, the castle with Isabeau, goes up and decides to have, like, a really intense conversation with her <laughs> about I don't know what. And <laughs> they start. I'm not the only one. Oh, yeah. She was just like, look, you're not leaving again tonight. Because <laughs> she was really <laughs> mad that he left the first oh, night. Oh, yeah. Because he was going to leave again. Like, they, they start kissing and, you yeah, know, have a really intense right. kiss. And then he's like, okay, I got to go. And she's like, fuck that. <laughs> she's like, you left me three days ago. You're not leaving mm-hmm. me now that I'm staying in your own house. Mm-hmm. So she pretty much decides that this is, it's time for her to move on from her it, tragedy. Yeah, it's going to happen for a year has locked herself away. She hasn't even felt, you know, romantic anything for mm-hmm. a year. And all of a sudden meeting Column has reawakened that side of her that she, you know, was used to before with her fiance. And now she's like, oh my God, it's back. Yeah. <laughs> I really want this. So she's looking at it as like kind of proof that she is living again. Yeah. So they have a really good sex scene and they're funny. <laughs> what are you laughing I'm about? I'm really trying to remember it. I feel terrible that I don't. I know the situ- I like I know the scenario. I know the situation. Well, I know. Do you remember how it ends? Where he just bites her in the neck. Oh, that's <laughs> accidentally. He does. He does just bite. So. He, he does. He nicks her a few times during the whole thing. She feels those, and but isn't too concerned about him because yeah. she doesn't know that they're fangs. Right, right. So she's just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like little love nips, right? Mm-hmm. And then after like numerous orgasms, and they're all you know cutting, oh, and it's then all coming of a sudden, back to me. Yes. And then he just like rears up and bites her neck. Yes. <laughs> And then he freaks yes. out because he's like, shit. Because <laughs> he has not told her he is a nope. vampire yet. He has not. So then he, like, covers up her bite. With and she, blood. like, freaks out because she, like, his mouth, he's got giant fangs and his mouth is covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> so she immediately goes from, like, super high orgasm to, like, mm-hmm. holy shit, yes. what is wrong with you? <laughs> freaks the fuck out. So she's, like, hiding at the end of the mm-hmm. bed, covering herself up, like, um, 
we need to talk about Mm -hmm. what's happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then he has to tell her. And then she's kind of upset. (laughs) Well, and this is when she's just like, uh, I'm not staying. Yeah. Because he gives her, he's like, well, the two options, the two options for vampire mates are if you you find your mate and your mate is human. Because sometimes you find your mate and they're already a vampire. Yeah. And then that's just like, oh, we're both vampires and we're mated. Awesome. But like his previous one and currently with Isabeau, they're humans. And so with his previous one, he tried to make her into a vampire. She wanted to. She she said, yes, mm-hmm. I want to be like you and I want to be with you forever. And it failed. She didn't turn. So he's like, I'm never going to turn another human ever again. And so he tells her all of this. He explains his past. And he's like, well, the two options are... We stay together for your life as human until mm-hmm. you die, mm-hmm. or you become a vampire and we stay together forever. And she's like, or the third option, I fucking leave. Or that. You <laughs> said there were two. There are and three. And he's like, oh, oh I yeah. guess there are three. <laughs> There's that option that I didn't want to give you. And she was all gung-ho for th- option three. Well, yeah. She's like, I just started living again. Yeah. I didn't live for a whole year mm-hmm. because of you know losing all my friends and my fiancé. I'm not going to give up my life on day four of <laughs> living again <laughs> yeah, to, to be with you I, forever. I just met. And I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go explore yeah. life. You know? Yeah. I appreciated that. And that happened in both books where mm-hmm. both Delilah and Isabel were like, uh, no thanks, bye-bye. And where they were like actually going to leave. And then situations happen and they couldn't leave or they didn't leave or they came back well they get an option to make a choice they got an option to make a yeah and they cognitively made the decision to leave like they were like no this is not cool I mean like in some of the past books that we've read that seems to be an option as well but most of the time they just relent and they're like yeah, I'll stay. Yeah. cool. Sometimes, yeah. I think when when fate gets part. involved, it can get yeah. really kind of dicey as to what mm-hmm. uh, agency you have over your life. When yeah. all of a sudden fate's decided that, you know, this mm-hmm. is the one and only for you forever. And so, but they both at least are like, no, I'm not ready to accept that. Yeah. At the end, she finds him almost dead and makes the decision to save his life by cutting her veins and Mm -hmm. giving him blood. Now, she doesn't know 100% that he's going to, like, take too much and then have to turn her. Yeah. She doesn't know that, but she at least does make the choice Mm -hmm. to save him Mm -hmm. with the chance that could go wrong. You know, there's a chance she could have just died doing it or... Whatever. But she's just like, I need to save him. So yeah. she made the choice, and then he turns her, and when she wakes up, she's pretty cool with it. Yeah. She realizes that it was a choice she made. So. She's like, okay, this ain't so bad. I mean, there's the whole <laughs> side part of, like, how do you explain to your family now you're a vampire? <laughs> sure. Well, we might get some, like, if this book or this story continues on, we might find out something about Elizabeth. and Well, yeah. but Maybe the family knows. Her... Maybe the grandmother knows something. Oh, maybe. And, and then... she sent her off to become yes. a vampire? See, grandma That's knows. nefarious. Grandma's shady. Tricky. <laughs> shady grandma. She's a tricky grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Scotland and get bit by a vampire. <laughs> All right. So should we do our kiss and tell? Yeah. I mean, we've kind of touched on them, but we can. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So our kiss and tell in this episode is going to be, it relates to both stories. So if we were to put ourselves in any of their situations, like after a breakup or um, death of a fiance or whatever, or somebody in the family or whatever, and you find a hot guy and you meet him and you're just out doing your thing and out living again, exploring the world again, and just going out and say you're by yourself because both of them were by themselves. If a situation came up where we met, like, a really hot guy and they presented themselves to be really nice and, like, asked you out for a drink or a dinner that he's not going to eat, <laughs> would you then 
move forward with him. Like how attractive or how not hesitant or scared or I don't want to say desperate. What would you do in a situation like that? Well, how do you feel like you would act in either? So mm-hmm. take Delilah's yeah. place or take Isabeau's place. And mm-hmm. like, what would you do? I don't know. <laughs> I think that I think Isabeau's is easier to see because of, you know, it's been a year. She's been through this self-imposed isolation for that whole time. And starting to feel again is healthy. And so I think that, you know, she needs to, like, experience that. And I would hope that in a similar situation, I would see the positives of that. Again, dude shows up for dinner and doesn't eat. We're not problems. <laughs> I definitely am not going back to his house. <laughs> but, but, but still, like, you know, I can see it. That one's trickier. Okay. I, I said it was easy, and now I said it's trickier. So I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that it feels more organic in still because it's like they're in a hotel, but there's a bar there and they go for a drink. So that feels flirty and Mm -hmm. and romantic and like a potential like that's a situation that could happen. Sure. Where you'd be like, hey, this dude sees an attractive woman come into his hotel room or his hotel lobby and wants to chat her up. Well, I would feel like that feels normal. Mm-hmm. Dude jumps over the wall in a cemetery, <laughs> isolates me, and asks me to go to dinner. Feels a little less like natural. <laughs> so that meat cute is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm feeling like if I was out about doing something as simple as like checking in or out of a hotel or yeah. eating dinner in a bar or something, I'd feel a little bit more receptive to it. I would hope. I don't know. I I just explained to you the guys I no. go into hiding every time I get into a bad relationship. <laughs> every time I have a breakup, I'm just like, well, that's the end of that for life. <laughs> but think about this. <laughs> I mean, let's think about the situation that they are coming from, their backstory. Mm-hmm. So... I, can't, I mean, you're wanting me to put it into my life, too, though. Yeah, that's and true. And my reaction is always uh, yeah. skepticism, and I don't trust people flirting with me in public. Because <laughs> they're obviously murderers. <laughs> <laughs> I am oblivious when people hit on me. Yeah. Men, women, I, I just don't. I don't see it. I just think people are being friendly. I have no idea that it's happening. Dan has it pointed out to me. And he'll, he just lets it happen. I get instantly uncomfortable and run away. Do you? Like a chicken. <laughs> At least you notice I it. I do notice it. And then I'm like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I run away to never be seen That's again. so funny. I just don't trust it. I think I would too if I notice it. But I don't <laughs> notice it. I'm well, just like, good. oh, people are so nice. And no, I just, I don't. I just, I'm very oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. I generally don't want to talk to people. Like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. But if you strike a conversation with me, I'm not going to be too rude. Like, if I don't want to talk to you, I'm not going to. But if it's just, like, casual or whatever, that's cool. But once it starts getting creepazoid, I'm going to, like, back mm-hmm. away. I'm going to walk away. But I never notice when it's, like, blatant cheating unless it cheating. gets... Cheating? Ooh, what? <laughs> Why did I say cheating? Whoa. I meant flirting. <laughs> Thank you for like, catching yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> blatant flirting? Mm-hmm. Unless, of course... After he says something nice, he says, so can I have your number? Then I get it. I get it at that very point when it's like, (laughs) bam, right in my face. It's like, oh, that's what this conversation is going to lead to. I see. I get it. But if I were to put myself in a situation like this, I don't know that I'd be 
I'm terrified of everything. I'm scared of everyone. I'm scared of all situations. One, I would not be traveling on my own. Oh, God, no. We can barely get you to travel together. I mean, groups. Yes, you, you can like barely. Dan and I can barely get you to travel. I know. My own husband and my best friend <laughs> can't even get me to travel. I can't cross the street without being terrified. Like, I'm just this type of So to me, get me into that situation is going to be very difficult, period. Mm-hmm. But if I ever find myself in a situation like that, I don't know, unless I'm really at my wit's end and I'm just like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I don't know that I would even, I don't think I would do it. I think I'd be too terrified. Mm-hmm. I'd be too scared to be like, sorry, strange hot dude. <laughs> Not going to do it. I think that's why I love Still so much, because it is nothing I would do, but I really wish it was. <laughs> oh, the setup, the setup to that scene. I wish, like, so obviously... Good. None of the whole abusive relationship bullshit sure. and having to leave your life. I don't want any of that shit. Sure. But just the, like, going off to do this. Like, I have no problem traveling alone. That's easy. But when I am traveling alone, my guard is 100% up. Sure. Like, you think I won't talk to you when I'm in my own city, like, with <laughs> friends, but fuck. <laughs> I definitely am not talking to your ass when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. But, again, like I said, him working at the same hotel and knowing I'm staying alone in a cabin is so scary. But I wish I wasn't like that. I think I wish in a situation like that I would be more like Delilah. Sure. Where I just would throw caution to the wind and be like, this is, there's sparks flying. This is interesting. He's attractive. Yeah. He's into me. This is like we're having a great conversation. Like there's a lot building here Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go with it. Whereas I know myself and I know I would not. (laughs) I'd be like, "Mm, fuck you. And I would have just kept the basket. (laughs) And... giant basket full of fun things like like candy and ice yeah. cream and I don't know I don't know there's ice cream there was wine and cookies and crackers I don't fucking know here's another interesting point too yeah. though to that is all of our exes and all the guys that we've been with those have been people we've known in the past so like they have been in our lives before we actually started dating them right or at yeah. least right is that for you because it is for me yeah I've I never dated a somebody who hasn't been part of my life for a significant amount of time prior to dating yeah like I can't I can think of one situation where it was like I didn't really know him, but he lived across the street and I've seen him for years before we started hooking up. But that was about it. Other than that, he's the closest thing to like a stranger, quote unquote, that I've ever met like randomly. Yeah. I mean, some of them were shorter, like friendships that had been recent, but still it was never like just straight into night. dating. Yeah, no. Yeah. Or no. Right. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. Right I'll, to like, your no. <laughs> exactly. Right to my no. Exactly. So, yeah, that's just not my, like I said, it's not my MO. Right. Right. So it's just, to me, that sounds like I know that that's what it is. Like that's dating that's life. How that's people just date. how people And I never did it. that dating. I never did that dating either. And I refused to. I met, <laughs> I met Dan when he was a freshman in high school and I was a, se- or a sophomore when we were sophomores. Mm-hmm. And we didn't date until four years later. Mm-hmm. So it was like we knew each other. Mm-hmm. And all of the other guys that I'd been with, I'd known for years before mm-hmm. anything. Is Emily the, like, she... Emily, well, Emily's way braver than we are. Because she and, and I just, like, met at a movie, movie theater. theater. Yeah. Damn. And he approached her and he said, hey, what's up? And she said yes. And now they have two babies. Wow. That's how that, that happened. That is crazy. <laughs> She's brave. Yeah. She's Scottish brave. She's Scottish. Like Merida. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so there's that. Yeah. So that's why... I, it's I would hard. love to think See, that I could. Exactly. That's why I love this book. Yes. Because <laughs> I was like, that's, I want to be to, that, like. To step in their situations and then to fall in love or to be with men like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because you know that you're going to be safe. 
And for me, you know that you're going to be immortal because you're going to be turned into a vampire, not for you. I don't want to be a vampire. You would choose the other choice. I'm not living with him forever as a human. Oh, so you would choose the third choice. I would choose the third choice. (laughs) But what if you loved him? Well, maybe I'd stop back every couple of years (laughs) until I got too old and then decided, no, that was creepy. Because at some point... You're going to look 50 and he's still 26. But he's going to love you forever. I don't. Nope. Bullshit. (laughs) Don't care. (laughs) I don't buy into that for one second. That's so awesome. (laughs) So, yeah. No, I'd be like, "Mm, no, I don't want to be a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Could you become not a vampire? Oh, right. Is there an anti-vampire thing? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just falls into ashes. Well, then I'm too bad. Bye-bye. I'd move on. No. (laughs) Well, I only do them for a day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Awesome. So let's kind of wrap that. I think we've, <laughs> we've discussed. Um, so for our fun fuck fact, we thought that it would be good to let you guys know th- about the rest of the books. We're not going to give you a synopsis of the rest of the books, we but there are <laughs> we haven't read them. But there are nine other books to this Vampire Bride series. And if you guys are interested, then go to the Midnight Coven. Uh, There's a Facebook group. Facebook group. I think if you go on Facebook and, and type in Midnight Coven, you can join the group. Yeah. And be kept updated on the books. Because they're right now starting to come out with the next... The Vampire Mates. So, yeah. So, this whole first collection was Vampire Brides. And they finished up, like, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And then they think the first of the the next 11 books that are going to be done by these same authors are going to be on Vampire Mates. Yes. So, my understanding is it's the women are vampires and they're finding their human male mm-hmm. mates. Whereas all of this, these books were vampire brides. So it was vampire men finding their brides. Yeah. So do we want to read just like the authors? Just the read, authors? yeah, read the title and read the authors and then we'll call good. Yeah. So in this first Vampire Bride series, there was Forever Bound by Karpov Kinrod. Well, I started this off great. I'm real happy I started there. Uh, Forever Claimed by Kim Lorraine. Forever Magnolia by Diane Chick. Forever Blood by Lisa Manifold. Forever Kept by Patricia Eddy. Forever Still by Corinne O'Flynn. Uh, Forever Desired by Ariel Marie. Forever Chosen by K.L. Bone. Forever Onyx by Alice Wayne. Forever Immortal by Amelia Hutchins. And Forever Taboo by Nicole Chase. Yeah. So those are the 11 in this series. And then, like I said, they're just getting started on the Vampire Mates coming out. Yeah. So, so we highly recommend them if you guys. And apparently they've got a couple years planned out. Yeah. So like every year it's going to be a different uh, yeah. topic or different like. Theme. Theme. And then thing. everyone's going to write their books based on uh, that idea. So. That's awesome. I think it's so cool. I'm I really excited. Like these collectives. Like just these two make me want to read the whole thing. Yeah. All, yeah. Ele- all 11 of them and then get started immediately with mates mm-hmm. so I'm not behind. Right. <laughs> and they're easy reads. So they'll be real quick for you guys to get through and it'll be. I just stabbed myself with a pen. <laughs> so it'll be real good. So highly recommend it. You guys should go out and get them all and read them all and let us know how you feel about it. Oh, hold on. I just realized I was wrong about when all of the Midnight Coven books come out. What? You are never wrong. Well, no, I'm wrong a lot. I say a lot of shit because I assume I know things. I'm like, well, you know, that would make sense that it would come out once a month, right? (laughs) Right. There's 11 books. They come out once a month. They take a book a month off and then they start their next series. And then they have a month to plan. Wrong. That is not how this works. And I'm sorry. So actually, all of the Brides books came out in May, like every other day 
they had a book come out over the course of like 20 some days and it looks like they have everything for the vampire mates books scheduled to come out in august of 2019 oh okay so a couple months ago by the time you guys are listening to this episode so, so they are clustered together when they come so out. yeah they just come out boom 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 Got and then they it. you know take some time to promote and like you know write the next in their series or whatever they're doing whatever their plans are so okay so yeah guys uh wrong it's not a nice <laughs> slow out roll out like i thought it's a fast one oh, that's awesome well it, good thing we figured that out before we had to close this out so <laughs> and speaking hey. of let's yes, rate this it is time to rate and then we'll close out and then we'll be good so what do you think what are you gonna give these guys so it's gonna <laughs> This is going to be a little bit interesting of a rating because there's two books mm-hmm. and we usually rate on two subjects. Yes. Two topics or oh, two. Yeah, that's right. We do double ratings. So we're going to have double, double ratings, I guess. But we we do because we have to we have to put up our ratings separately for each book. So. Um, so what I have to say is that Forever Still as a whole novella or short story is like. I just really think it was perfect. It's your epitome it of is, a love story it is of a quick. Epitome. Yeah, it's everything I want. Just a little bit more sex. Sure. <laughs> so for story, it's like a nine. I nice. mean, it really. I was so fucking impressed with that story, and I was like, I just loved it. The mm-hmm. way it it was perfect, beat by beat. But you know, I was a little bit like, oh, they started to have sex, and then it was the next morning, and I was like, man, where's my sex? Where is the gory? <laughs> Not gory. Ooh, no gory. The, no gory. <laughs> Although these are vampires, they shit are. can get gory. Pretty it really fast. gets bloody a lot. So, <laughs> um, so I think I have to give it like like a six seven for sex. Yeah. You know, their relationship was great, and I liked watching them build you know in a short time frame and we're talking like hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) the course Mm -hmm. of maybe half a day (laughs) (laughs) so for that yeah so it's a little low on that one whereas in the other one the um forever blood by lisa i would give probably a seven across the board seven eight across the board because the sex was a lot you know steamier yeah and i liked it and i did like the story i just forever still was perfect so <laughs> i mean it's not 10 i guess i haven't given it a 10 but yeah i have a hard time giving out 10s you've given out one 10 who did i give a 10 to badger oh i did love badger hot and badger the first badger i didn't even get the question out before you said 10 <laughs> i really yeah. love time badger. yeah yeah i haven't officially given out a 10 you yet. changed your mind online <laughs> but i did change my mind online when we released blood laws by lexi yeah. foss so I do. I am giving that one a 10 that for sure. That one's a 10, yeah. Let's see. I think for everything, I can give for both books, for both Blood and Still, I can give them a solid 8 throughout. While we didn't get the steamy interpreted sex for us in Still, I think that because of how the story was written, how the characters came together, like the storyline of it was like, it was so good that when the sex part came, it was almost kind of like I didn't need no. that description. No. I wanted it. Oh, want it. Yes. But I didn't need it. It was so good that I didn't really need it. So obviously I left it up to my imagination. I planned it all in my head and it went great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I can give both books eights across for okay. sex. For sex. And for, for story. story. Yeah, they were good. Cool. Yeah. So what are we reading next? 
So next is going to be a little bit special. Yeah. Um, we are going to be, this episode's going to come out in October, and our next episode's going to come out in October. So it's going to be really close to Halloween. So we thought it would be fun to disguise our paranormal romance podcast as a contemporary romance <laughs> podcast for Halloween. It happens to be our favorite holiday, so we thought, hey, let's dress up in something different. Yeah, So. And- Say that's never read a contemporary. True. I have. I tend to like paranormal better, but I think it'll be fun to read something contemporary, mm-hmm. you know, with you and discuss it. Because yeah. it'll be a completely different type of book. Yeah, for sure. And I think it would give me a lot, like, it would probably teach me a lot because I write contemporary. I actually mm-hmm. can't write paranormal. Mm-hmm. So for our next book, we are going to be reading The Wedding Date by Jasmine. Oh, her last name is hard to say. Gilfred. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay. It's the wedding party. Shit. <laughs> totally wrong. Why didn't I write this down? Sorry. Know. We are reading The Wedding Party by Jasmine Guillory. Guillory. Jasmine Guillory. Okay. And yeah, that's going to be our, yeah, like I our said, our, our, our holiday, our October <laughs> disguise. Our costume for <laughs> Halloween. Where we read a contemporary book. Yeah, and that's going to be a special episode. We're going to interview Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really excited for that, and hopefully uh, you guys will like it too. Yeah. And now it won't be too upset that we're not yeah. doing a paranormal. But, you know. Yeah, I think it's going to be so cool. And, like, this is a brand new book. This will be the newest book we've ever read. Absolutely. Read. So it's going to be going to be awesome. We're Technically, it, it is not out yet. At this very moment. <laughs> but it will have come out yeah. by the time this book, yes. <laughs> our episodes are out. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's fun. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> between now and our next episode, please feel free to reach out to us on all social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. It's Shh Dirty Books, and that's Shh with three H's. Or you can email us at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our blog, on our website at shdirtybooks.com, and uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, anywhere you can find podcasts. So I'm Celeste. I'm Kalina. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Celeste. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. We'd like to thank Jim Townsend for that sexy and wonderful introduction. 